Ron Johnson explains, it wasn't just Twitter that sabotaged the disclosure of Hunter Biden's corruption. It was Democrats in Congress. It was FBI leadership. It was members of the intelligence community. There is a much larger story here than just the Twitter files. Well, the senator will talk about that message and his COVID vaccine roundtable event in D.C. this past week. And the House on Thursday passed a defense bill that rescinds a COVID vaccine requirement for members of the military. Dr. Paul Alexander, who was at that roundtable, will be here on that story and his new book, Presidential Takedown, How Anthony Fauci, the CDC, NIH, and the WHO conspired to overthrow President Trump. And it's not about saving our nation. Much of it has already been lost. It's about earning back the freedom we were meant to preserve. That's from attorney Tom Rents. He'll share with us his heartfelt message on freedom. It's all next on Viewpoint this Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the Weekend News Magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm Outloud here. And to all my fellow Americans, uh, it is a big program today, as it typically is on this uh, Sunday edition of Viewpoint. And, uh, you know, I want to just read you a quick, quick statement and then we'll move right into it. Uh, And this was given to me from one of the guests on the program today. Uh, uh, Well, I'll tell you right now, Attorney Tom Rents, and he says, as Americans, we all need to recognize the fact that our failure to exercise diligence has resulted in the loss of our country. This show is not about saving our nation. Much of it has already been lost, but it is about earning back the freedom we were meant to preserve. That should give all of us great pause, but interestingly, in the way uh, Attorney Rents puts it out there. Big program here today. Senator Ron Johnson will be with us, uh, Dr. Paul Alexander, and Attorney Tom Rents. And we have some big news toward the end of the program that is uh, pretty significant for the network. So stay tuned for that, friends. Uh, now with us here is uh, Senator Ron Johnson joins us, and uh, Senator Johnson is the ranking member for the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. He serves on the Budget, Foreign Relations, and Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committees. And Senator Johnson, uh, first, I think the first thing in order is to give you a, just a tremendous congratulations for a hard-fought race uh, wow, to get to the other side of it. I know there was uh, some moments where the media was reluctant to call it, but uh, I think they uh, had no choice at the end. Congratulations, sir. Well, good morning, Malcolm, and I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I always knew it was a very close race. This is Wisconsin, but but I was hoping and praying that it could be a, a much larger margin. It should have been a much larger margin. In, in a sane world with an unbiased media, I think it probably would have been. Uh, but you know, my, my question kind of after the, the, the 22 election is, I mean, how bad does it have to get uh, before more Americans who tend to vote uh, for liberal candidates r- recognize that those policies aren't working? 
that the, those policies uh, enacted by the people that uh, the Democrats that uh, people have elected are, are literally destroying this country. I mean, the, yeah. you've heard, you've heard the, the list of horribles, the 40-year high inflation, the record gas prices. I know they're down now, but yeah. they, they've been purposely designed to, to, to go up higher to force people into electric vehicles, the, you know, the skyrocketing crime. Um, yeah. You know, all of these things, you know, the, the open borders, the flooded deadly drugs. I mean, these things are all the direct result of liberal Democrat policies. And and uh, they maintain control in the Senate. Uh, they have the White House and we have a very thin majority yeah. in, the, in the in the House. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I certainly, yeah, OK, I, I got reelected, but uh, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of depressed about uh, the result that we didn't get the majority and that America didn't send a very strong signal to to the left destroying this country right now that uh, they're, they're not satisfied with the path we're on. That's not the signal for this election. So it's uh, our nation's in peril now. Yeah. Yeah. You, let me ask you something you, you bring. I wasn't planning on this, but you bring up an interesting point about the election and the vote. And, and, and just real quickly, um, you know, one of the consistent uh, points I, I sense is the early voting versus voting on election day is, is a, a constant narrative in, well, on every all of these elections, including the one we just had in the 2022 midterms. And it will be again. Part of the message I'm hearing is that the Republicans don't have an early vote strategy that the Democrats have certainly monopolized throughout COVID that became a big deal. But now it's becoming uh Part of part of the routine. And so they're saying the Republicans need a good strategy for the early vote to, to turn out that vote. Is that part of is that part of the uh, the challenge moving forward, do you think? It, it is part of it. But, you know, one of the challenges we have is the geographic advantage the Democrats have. I mean, you've seen the map, the county map of the United States. It's basically solid red. Mm-hmm. You look closer and you see these bright blue dots. Yeah. And. Every, every state's pretty much the same way Wisconsin is. I mean, we've got, you look at our county map and it's pretty much a very red. We have strong majorities in both our state assembly and our state senate. We have six out of eight uh, congressional seats now held by Republicans. And yet uh, we lost the governorship. We lost most uh, statewide races. Uh, I, I won by a pretty narrow margin uh, because we have to go get our votes from every small little town in Wisconsin and Democrats just had to concentrate on on Madison hmm. and Milwaukee, wow. a few a few very concentrated geographic areas. So you just election mechanic wise, it's a lot easier for Democrats. Yeah, but plus, Malcolm, uh, we're running against Democrats who have no problem lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're running against a media that is in the tank for the Democrat Party that amplifies the lies and the distortions, the character assassination of, of the Democrat Party. Uh, so it's, it's as I've, I've said repeatedly, it's not a fair fight. It's not a level playing field. So yeah, yeah. we have significant uh, challenges to overcome. Yeah, I, I, I like your point that you bring that up about the urban markets. And it's actually one of the big challenges, I think. And when you look at those blue dots, by the way, on the map, as you say, the challenges that our great American cities uh, are have been decimated. I mean, in so many ways, economically and crime, and the list goes on and on and on, too much to get into here. But the point is that these blue dots are some of the worst areas to live in in, in the country, to be sure. Sadly, these are great American cities. And part of the problem, Senator Johnson, is it's very challenging and probably impossible to have a great nation and a great America without great American cities. And our cities are lost. I report on this all the time with uh, 
large uh, law enforcement institutions and others. And this is a sad state, yet those are the blue dots that are putting the same cats back in office. You're absolutely correct here. Uh, let me change and move it just along here, if we can, to I want to start here with uh, Brittany Griner, the release there. This is the American basketball star that's uh, home now. Uh, it was an exchange for this uh, Russian arms dealer, uh, Victor Bout, uh, also called the Merchant of Death. And so it's, um, I guess, the, a couple of things here. Was this the right decision? Uh, there, there has been blowback. I mean, just let me get to the point. The New York Times had a piece on this blowback over Griner's release, exposes depth of America's divisions. And they say post-hostage exchanges have sparked criticism, but the response to Brittany Griner's homecoming has been fueled by the politics of race, gender, and sexual orientation. Uh, there was a time when the release of American citizens who had been unjustly un imprisoned by a foreign adversary it was a moment for bipartisan relief and celebration. And then there's references to this Marine, uh, Paul Whelan, as you know, Whelan, and uh, who's been in prison since 2018 on espionage charges that are uh, false, what have you. But here's the problem, Senator. First of all, the statement from the Times is not really correct. Uh, you can say unjustly, but they have laws against carrying any sort of paraphernalia and drugs in these countries. Uh, and uh, Americans traveling abroad need to realize this, point number one. Point number two, uh, the controversy that a lot of Americans have is this particular individual. I don't think people want to see anybody locked up in a foreign prison, frankly. But this is somebody who's spoken very harshly about the nation. And I think people are a little soft spotted about that versus the, you know, I, I don't know if I put that out there right. But anyways, what's what's our statement on this thing? What do you what do you think here with uh, this move? Well, again, I, I think most Americans are happy that uh, Ms. Griner has been returned. But uh, again, as, as is often the case, the, the full story is not being reported. It sounds it appears that the U.S. had a choice. Uh, the negotiators had a choice. Uh, Ms. Griner versus uh, Mr. Whelan. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, the fact that they would choose Ms. Hmm. Griner, I think, raises some questions. Um, I, I, you know, obviously, I, I don't think we've got particularly skilled negotiators uh, trying to negotiate these releases. So it's it's a real shame that uh, you know somebody who served this nation honorably as a Marine was left behind in the exchange, and and Russians got the merchant to death. So. Uh, I, you know, it's 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 puzzling. And again, once again, the media is—I don't think—covering this in a, in a very fulsome and completely honest way. But again, I I appreciate the fact that we got an American home. Uh, but I, I'm kind of scratching my head on on the negotiation and the, the exchange, and and I really really do wonder about the the truth as to whether or not the administration had a choice, and uh, they they might have picked uh, one person over another, and you, that's a head scratcher as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did not know that. Uh, it's mind blown what you share right there, Senator. I, I didn't understand uh, the, the reference point that there might have been a choice or not. That's it just blows my mind, as it would most Americans. Yeah, I don't think any of us wish anybody to be. I, sh I surely don't in a prison, any American uh, in a foreign country like that for this sort of a charge, which is uh, you know ridiculous to us. But again, they have their own rules in these countries, clearly. Uh, you know, I'm not sure why they didn't do a two for one deal. I mean, they wanted this merchant, <clears throat> this uh, merchant of death out. They wanted him uh, to be, uh, you know, they would. I think we probably could have got both for a while. I think about. I don't know. I don't know. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But uh, it seems to me like, as you well, you just said it. We don't have the best negotiators potentially here. So who knows? Uh, 
Let me move it along now to, uh, wow, big, big story. And I've been anxious to get your take on this. And this is uh, what Elon Musk is uh, exposing over at what's being called the Twitter files. Now, I think we missed the boat on calling these the Twitter files. They really should be called the Twitter DNC files. Uh, that would have been more appropriate for the branding of all of this thing. They really are Twitter DNC files, to be sure. So Twitter and a lot of the cats out there are an extension of the DNC very clearly. There's this not it's just a factual statement. It's not an opinion. It's just a truth. Uh, you put, I thought, an appropriate tweet out there. And I did a whole show on this. So I'm very familiar with what you're talking about. And you said it wasn't just Twitter that sabotaged the disclosure of Hunter Biden's corruption. It was the Democrats in Congress. It was the FBI leadership. It was members of the intelligence community. There is a much larger story here than just the Twitter files. I thought that tweet nailed it. And that's been my big beef here all along. This is massive in size and scope, what we're talking about here. And this really needs to be exposed to the entire American population, Democrats, Republicans and independents for what has transpired here. How do we get this out there? And because too many of these stories, Senator, are pushed under the carpet and they're not put out in the light of day. Uh, th this story is huge. I don't, I don't know that there's a bigger story today, is it? Well, I think it is. And I've been talking about this story for years because I lived it. Uh, it was Senator Grass and I that were investigating Hunter Biden. It's just part of a broader investigation. Uh, we couldn't overlook the conflict of interest and the corruption of, of Biden, Inc., and how that might represent a, a real problem in terms of national security should Joe Biden become president. Of course, now he has become president, and our national security is compromised because of it. But our investigation, uh, which started in 2019, was undermined pretty much from the beginning uh, by leaders of the Democrat uh, uh, elect officials in Congress, uh, Schumer and uh, Mark Warner in the Senate, Pelosi and Adam Schiff in the House, uh, our ranking members, uh, Gary Peters on my committee, and Ron Wyden uh, in the Finance Committee, that uh, they were undermining our, our investigation. We, we, we were briefed in, on August 6, uh, 2020 by the FBI, uh, unsolicited briefing, gave us no new information. It was a setup, I knew it was at the time. Uh, it was later leaked in May of 2021 to smear me. Uh, so the FBI not only impacted the 2016 election and the 2020 election to a far greater extent than anything Russia ever could have hoped to accomplish, but also the U.S. Senate race here in 2022 by smearing me. Um, and so th this is a much, much larger story than just uh, Twitter being uh, impacted by FBI briefers. Uh, the, the FBI was literally laying the foundation to sabotage the Hunter Biden laptop, should Mr. McIsaac ever make it public. And of course, they, they first tried to make sure that it would never be made public by pretty well, you know, a veiled threat to Mr. McIsaac saying, you know, this is a paraphrase, but you know, pe people that don't talk generally don't uh, uh, get in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and so Mr. McIsaac, this isn't widely known, but he offered my committee his computer the day after we issued our report uh, on Hunter Biden in September 2020. Now, uh, you know, because we were being accused of soliciting disseminating rush disinformation, you have to admit that that was kind of an odd story that, you know, this guy in Delaware has, has Hunter Biden's computer. Um, so we did our due diligence. You know, we might have been accepting stolen property. So who do we go to? We went to the FBI. And over a number of days, 
of communications. They never told us anything. They just put on, they put on the big stall. And what ended up happening in the interim then is Mr. McIsaac got a little impatient, uh, turned his computer over to uh, Rudy Giuliani's attorney. And they then turned that over to the New York Post. The rest is history. But you, you have to admit that the FBI's uh, attempts were, were, were pretty successful. Uh, we didn't glom onto that computer right away. We didn't, we didn't make it public. Uh, and so they had an impact. And, of course, the 51 intelligence officials that wrote the letter saying that the, the computer had all the earmarks of a Russian information operation, that letter itself was an information operation. People need to understand, again, they need to understand the depth and the number of players that were cooperating in sabotaging the disclosure of the Hunter Biden story in the Hunter Biden laptop. It was Democrat leaders in Congress. It was the FBI. It was intelligence officials. I mean, how extensive is this? So we're, we're seeing one slice of this in terms of the F FBI's uh, involvement with Twitter, you know, probably Facebook, probably, you know, and we know Facebook because uh, Zuckerberg said the same thing. Yeah. So this is extensive. This is pre, this is a pre-planned sabotage. This wasn't just after the fact. They were laying the groundwork of this for all through 2020, which is pretty eye-opening if you really contemplate the depth yeah. of what they were doing. The, 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 their diversionary operation, should, should the laptop ever become public? And again, the FBI had it in December of 2019. Now, we have a whistleblower saying they were told, do not look at that. My guess is somebody looked at that, and they knew what they had to hide. They knew what they had to sabotage. I said a statement up front. These are the words of uh, attorney Tom Rents, who you know, who's done remarkable w work and who has uh, uh, rose to prominence uh, through his legal work uh, in a lot of the um, COVID stuff in the last several years. But he's he's well versed as a really solid man, attorney. And uh, and so he makes a statement that, uh, uh, you know, and we're going to be talking to him a little bit later in the program today and have some big breaking news on that. And as well, we'll be sharing with folks. But he says, as Americans, we all need to recognize the fact that our failure to exercise diligence has resulted in the loss of our country. This show is not about saving our nation. Much of it has already been lost. It is about earning back the freedom we were meant to preserve. What's your reaction to that statement? Well, I, I fear it's true. Uh, I sense it is. Yeah. Um, but no matter how, how true it is, I guess my message to your audience is none of us can give up. Uh, th this nation, our freedoms are something so rare and so precious in the span of human history. And, and of course, our, our Declaration of Independence that has the most marvelous vision statement for self-governance we hold these truths to be self-evident that we are endowed by our creator and let's just think about that it means these, these are gifts given to us by our creator uh, life liberty the pursuit of happiness uh, we need to do everything we can as individual citizens to preserve these precious gifts so i guess my message to your audience in in this this season now where we celebrate the birth of our savior. Um, I just hope everybody in your audience can find peace in that, in their beliefs and their faith uh, in what we have here and just ask them do everything they can to help fight for freedom, to help us all preserve what has been given to us by our God and by our creator. So God bless all of you. Have a very Merry Christmas.
Now, the, the conversation you just heard, uh, my fellow Americans, with Senator Ron Johnson and myself, we went longer than I anticipated. And so, therefore, I did not want to cut anything off with the senator because he's involved in so many significant stories in our nation. So I, I took the liberty of taking the extra time. So although we had to cut it short here on Viewpoint this Sunday, the balance of that talk, I, it will be on Monday on The Voice of a Nation on my daily program. You'll hear it at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and I'll play the full uh, length of this conversation we just had because it's it's worth hearing. It's worth hearing the entire thing. Now, you know, I mentioned uh, Senator Johnson a moment ago about how we could have saved so many Americans uh, with the with the nasal hygiene and the uh, you know and the um, and the vitamin D. Well, I I want to tell you real quickly here uh, a couple of our uh, really sponsored partnerships, Cofix RX. Uh, that's made with Povidine iodine, which is why Dr. McCullough and I talk about it all the time. And uh, that is a great uh, uh, preventive measure uh, to get into your, your couple of squirts in your left and your right nostril. Just like washing your hands, you really need to do that with nasal hygiene. That product, you get 20% off using the code out loud. Uh, just go to cofixrx.com forward slash out loud and you will receive the 20% off or the uh the banner ad the banner ads back at americaoutloud.com also just click that you'll automatically get the discount uh, we love the product also clear x l e a r you can get that anywhere from coast to coast in america at your pharmacy or drugstore that one's made with xylitol both of these do an incredible job uh to keep yourself um you know, uh, free and clean of these kinds of problems. So anyways, take a look at that one as well. And I mentioned vitamin D. I would be amiss if I didn't tell you, you'll get some of that vitamin D for sure in Immune Super Boost. That's the micro gel from Healthy Cell, Immune Super Boost. Got to have a healthy immune system. Vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, and elderberry extract. Our listeners get 25% off that first order, man. You can't beat it. It's the only place you get it is using the code out loud. Uh, just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud, immune super boost, and the whole host of products there. Or again, click the banner ad back at americaoutloud.com. Okay, my fellow Americans, we're going to take a brief pause here, but got great news. Dr. Paul Alexander will be up now and so looking forward to talking to him here. Stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulvinone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. 
Check out the CopixRx banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and always a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans, and to all of our amazing friends around the globe. Thank you for joining the broadcast here. Our Viewpoint this Sunday is a tremendous broadcast. It's the number one uh, program on the network. And uh, so we're, we're thrilled to have you with us and help us uh, continue to grow this message out there. Uh, now, we're going to continue on here next with, uh, I'm really excited to have on here, Dr. Paul Elias Alexander joins us here, and he is well known. He's an epidemiologist. He's the former senior advisor to COVID pandemic policy at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services uh, during the COVID pandemic and was there with a lot of the uh, the Trump stuff that happened and, and other things. He's been really quite a figure throughout the COVID, as many of you know. It's been a good voice to bring truth to the airwaves. Dr. Paul Alexander, welcome, sir, to Viewpoint this Sunday. It's wonderful to have you here. <clears throat> Thank you very much, sir. What an honor and a privilege to follow Senator Johnson and to be on your show. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. I listen to it a lot, and uh, it's very informative. Thank you. Thank you, brother. It's uh, wonderful. Um, all right. So let me ask you, you were just at the COVID roundtable uh, with uh, with Senator Johnson and some amazing people that uh, surely it's a who's who was there, uh, including some of our very own on the network here. Uh, what, uh, you know, a lot of people won't get the chance to see that whole thing. It was a three-hour um, uh, program. Uh, we're going to promote the, uh, I told Senator Johnson we'd get the videos out and all of that for him to, you know, to get the truth out to we the people. Uh, what was the big takeaway, Dr. Alexander? What, what was the big takeaway from this COVID roundtable that uh, you were part of, please? <clears throat> well, first of all, I think a lot of praise to Senator Johnson, because I think this is about the third time on this issue he's had us out to Washington. And um, he stood up whilst many have remained silent, both in the Senate and the House. And uh, he calls it a, a, a six-year death sentence, his new election. But, but, but we, we look at him as our oracle of sorts and our, let's say, John Gall, because we need someone like him in the Senate who at least would showcase the issues and push things forward. Because we've had three years of hell, three years of wrong being done to us, and um, we need accountability and we need justice. And somebody like him will bring it. And I think working with Rand Paul, people like Rand Paul, people like Jim Jordan in the house, we're going to get there. Um, the takeaway, sir, is that uh, they're not done. The, I call them malfeasance people. Um, the dark forces behind the scenes who did this to us, brought this fraud of a pandemic in my mind, um, based on all of the science and all of the lockdown lunacy that they put us through, and this, in my mind, fraud gene injection that has turned out to be ineffective, failed, and even harmful. And I think what Senator Johnson, the most important thing for him, every time you speak to him, whether in a private meeting or in public, he says, look, I just want honesty and I just want the truth. We need to know the truth of who did what when they did it, how this had to have happened in America and by consequence the world. And most importantly, uh, Malcolm, is that um, the point is that 
<clears throat> with the work that myself, McCullough, Rich, etc., Ladapo, what we've been doing behind the scenes, pounding away, hammering away for three years, I think now, as Senator Johnson at this meeting recognized, is that we are at that inflection point where the public now is, is willing to listen. Uh, so we have the, we've captured their attention now, and now we have to bring it to them. And Senator Johnson's uh, forum was once again kicking it off almost for the new year, where we're presenting information we have presented before. But people are now, because you see, Malcolm, the key is John and Susie out there, they know someone in their family. They know a friend. They know a work colleague. They know themselves who've taken this gene injection and something is wrong. They were harmed and sadly, sadly, people have died from it. So they, they, they're very troubled and uh, many people don't have the voice that we have or they say bravery. I, I wouldn't say bravery. They just, we were canceled. So we have no choice. We started the battles we have to go through. Using people, working with people like you, your portal and your forum, who's given us the voice to showcase the truth, we have to go forward. And Senator Johnson yeah. is taking us there. Amen. Amen to that, sir. Uh, you know, you, uh, you say there, and it's ringing in my mind now, kind of definite, actually, uh, Dr. Alessandro, when you say, well, they're not done yet. And you say they're not done yet. That's scary, that statement. But I, but I hear you loud and clear. I just want to point that out to listeners. Don't miss what you said. In other yep. words, you can't rest on your laurels. You can't put your defenses down. They're not done. Let Never. me ask you this. Let me ask you. Uh, early on, Dr. McCullough and I talked many times on broadcast about herd immunity, herd immunity. With these constant boosters and vaccines trying to manipulate whatever they created initially with the gene shot, as you suggest, there was never really, I mean, all this, I think, propagated, I'm, I'm going to ask you now, not so much my opinion, but yours, didn't this really void out the hurdle? We would have been over this much sooner, the hurdle. In other words, if we had done nothing, if we had done absolutely nothing with no shots, no genetic material, no vaccines of any kind, whatever you want to call it, wouldn't we have gotten over this thing sooner, faster, quicker? Boy, Malcolm, you've you've hit the motherload question, and it's not a very difficult thing. And I will, it's it's it's, it's complicated, some come complicated concepts, but I break it down simply, simply for the listener to understand. Look, in February 2021, which was last year, when we looked at the epidemic curves and we looked at the infections, we looked at the cases, etc., we saw on the down slope. We had already come back down to baseline. Baseline means flat line, and that means almost a herd immunity. That means in February of 2020, the United States, across many states, and America in total, was at approximate herd immunity. Just about then, we rolled out the vaccine. And it goes back to what I said in my previous statement. You rolled out a vaccine. You see, you ask a perfect question. If we'd only strongly protected the elderly and the vulnerable in our society, we had double down, triple down protection of them in the nursing homes, in the assisted living, etc., even in your own private homes, and done nothing else. Just protect the elderly, use vitamin D3, 
as needed because it's very important for cellular yeah. immunity yeah. and use early treatment. If you did nothing and allowed the whole 99.95% of the population to live free, no lockdowns ever, no school closures, we'd have been way yeah. past this and never brought this vaccine. You need to understand when we look at the curve, we can see that when infections were flatlining down to herd immunity, <laughs> we then rolled out the vaccines. Yeah. Those vaccines then drove the emergence of infection. And it's something that the public needs to understand because at the round table, I explained this in layperson's terms and many media quickly got in touch with me. Many people walked and said, we've never heard it explained like this. And I'll say it to you plainly. If you approach a battlefield, you, Malcolm, and you have an enemy coming to wage war with you, <laughs> you want to load your weapons to wage your war with your enemy when that enemy has not arrived yet. You want the battlefield clean. You want to set up your tanks, your cannons, your weapons, your, 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 your bunker, everything. If the enemy is on the battlefield with you as you arrive, and starts opening fire on you, you will never be able to load your weapons and set up. That's exactly why the vaccine has failed. In other words, the weapon is the antibodies induced by the vaccine. The enemy is the virus. We have vaccinated whilst virus was circulating. You never vaccinate in season. We vaccinate for flu or anything outside of season. These people rolled the vaccines out whilst virus was circulating in the environment. Yeah. In other words, the antibodies that in, induced in the population as population-level immunity does not have time to develop and mature to their maximal capacity to eliminate the virus. Hmm. Never could. Wow. So, so you are vaccinating and you are developing suboptimal, imperfect antibodies that cannot eliminate the virus, placing the virus under pressure, what we call natural selection pressure. The virus at that point detects that suboptimal pressure. It tells itself, hmm, it seems that Malcolm is trying to attack me, but is not giving me the knockout punch. So let me try and evade Malcolm. And that's what it does. It overcomes by selecting the fittest virus, viruses, variants amongst itself. And it pushes those forward. I want to take the few minutes here. Now I want to talk to you about this brand new book that is out. Wow, wow, wow. It is called a Presidential Takedown. How Anthony Fauci, the CDC, NIH, and the WHO conspired to overthrow President Trump this is going to be of great interest to our audience, to be sure. That book, friends, is in the America Out Loud bookstore, for sure. Uh, you can get that right off the nav bar at America Out Loud, or also on the front page on the right sidebar coming down, you'll also see that book. We typically put the hot books we're talking about on talk radio on the front page for you to get there easy. And a lot of people uh, appreciate it and participate in that. Dr. Alexander, this book now is, you call it an inside truth. Uh, you were there. You've seen a lot of these things that happen. Uh, you know, in my eyes, this was sort of COVID was the excuse or the exercise to really take down a President Trump. 
Uh, I think there were a lot of bad. De- this is just me speaking now. I, I, I'm thinking there were a lot of bad decisions made that were made with wrong information or the wrong light of day. It seemed yeah. to undermine him. This is, again, me speaking. And that I think this was part of the problem because just prior to this, there was no way this this man definitely would have re, been reelected to, to office no matter what it was. And boy, they did everything they could to cut his legs off as they had been doing for the full four years of, of his administration. What's what's uh, talked about this mission, the book, uh, Trump? This is this is earth shattering, brother. Yes. And uh, Malcolm, look. Uh, because I had a different, I, I probably have the most unique vantage point, not just because I was working there with for President Trump, but because I was working as a scientist. So I was very involved in the COVID part of it and Operation Warp Speed, sitting in on various meetings. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that I could never discuss and just for privilege and confidentiality, but things that I can, I would. And I want to say it this way, to echo what you just said, because I was there. In around January of 2020, when they did internal polls in the government, Trump was unstoppable, meaning he was on pace for about 380 electoral votes and about 43 states. Trump was going to be reelected in a landslide. It was there, there was no one in the Republican side or the Democrats, even when you modeled a Biden or anyone. Now, the reality about it, Malcolm, and we have to be honest, it is likely that monkey business was done on November the 3rd with votes. It is likely that votes were stolen. The exact amount, I don't know. I'm not an expert in that. And history will show with investigations. Hopefully we get those proper fair ones. It's not like this fraud that we see take on one moment even even if it wasn't stolen as you say to hold on a moment i'll give you another thought here even if it wasn't uh, whatever that's i know that's very controversial but just changing the rules because of covid with mail-in ballots and ballot harvest and all that that was enough in itself yes and that's what i'm trying to say in my in the book i'm trying to tell people stop and step back you people need to think now critically President Trump was unstoppable. And listen, I went to Washington. I ran to Washington when I was asked because I thought he had a shot on Mount Rushmore. I thought he was so good. And remember, Malcolm, when you judge President Trump, you can't judge him like a normal four-year term president. Your listener needs to understand the first two years of his term, he he was hobbled and devastated by Paul Ryan, who cut every legislative approach he used. Paul Ryan hurt President Trump for the first two years when he was speaker. The fourth year was pandemic. You need to judge Trump only on the third year. That third year, in one year then, one year, his third year, President Trump accomplished more for America than almost all presidents combined. He did more for black Americans and minorities than eight years of Obama. He was that good. But I'm trying to tell his listeners, you need to understand, from March, when he handed over yeah. the running of that pandemic response, he should have never done that. His gut instinct, I know what his gut instinct was. We were yeah. there, was to, was to not lock down. Exactly. But exactly. something in there, yeah. something in there, he handed over. Because you yeah. know why, Malcolm? Yeah. He trusted Fauci and Bill. Yeah. He trusted yeah. his counsel. Yeah. He trusted this because he was not a scientist. Yeah. Yet they were under cutting him and subverting him so much yeah. so 
the Biden election, you need to understand that it hurt him. The lockdowns. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the full weight was on him. Dr. Alexander, you're so right. Listen, yes. we're going to we're going to uh, sadly, we're going to run right out of time here. But it would do this. You this. Uh, listen, listen, you're, you're blowing my mind here. There's so much for you and I to talk about on this. Could yes. we could we resume and you and I spend an hour and really educate audiences on your mission here in this one. book? We will do it. We will do it. But you know, you bring up so many big points there uh, that you're talking about with this, and you know, the full weight of the government and the country was on his shoulders. You're exactly yes. right. And the cliff notes were he reacted and listened to some people who did not have the best interest of him or the no. country at heart. Bottom line, you're so damn right. And yes. for that, that lockdown was an, was was the wrong move. It will they, hist, history will judge that down in the future. You know that. You know history they, will they judge that. It. Yeah, they used it yeah. to hurt Israel. Hundred percent, and and they, they used it. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. did. And and they used to and they used it to screw the rest of us over. I yes. mean, is what they yes. did. It, uh, yeah, but to screw us, they had to get him yeah. out from that yeah. second team. Yeah, yeah. Did. Well, I'll tell you. I, I think is this the first time, and I don't even recall. Is it, this is the first time you and I spoke on air, isn't it? Yes, sir. Well, I've got to tell you, I am really doubly impressed. I, I thought it was. I wasn't sure because I knew we were going to do it another time, but so yes. the schedule fell apart or something. But. I'm really super impressed, man. I, I could talk to you for hours and hours at end, to be sure. <laughs> but, uh, and we will ahead. But Dr. Paul Alexander, thank you so much, brother, for joining us on Viewpoint this Sunday, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. My friends, we're going to put the links to his uh, talk there with Senator Johnson, all that at the round table in the notes when this does go to podcast on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Sunday afternoon, well after three, you can get it on any podcast network worldwide and on the front page always of AmericaOutloud.com. Uh, now, in addition to that, remember, our broadcast here is 10 o'clock Eastern Time, Sunday morning. That's the first time we all get together for Viewpoint this Sunday. And there's an encore, though, on iHeartRadio later in the afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can hear this broadcast, Viewpoint this Sunday. Uh, today's broadcast has just been tremendous, and it's going to continue on next. We have big news to deliver to all of you in just moments on the network a huge uh, announcement will be coming your way in just moments. If I'm not teasing that up correctly, let me say it again. A huge announcement is coming your way in just moments. And also, attorney Tom Rents will join us in just moments here. Stay right there, friends, as Viewpoint continues. We are the vision of the voices. You can email us at talk at americaoutloud.com. often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best, freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. 
The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. And now, let's bring the program forward here, and I want to bring on next here, Attorney Tom Rents joins us. And uh, so, Attorney Rents, uh, he is, uh, his uh, law firm, Rents Laws, out of Ohio. And uh, Tom has been right at the top of a lot of these ongoings over the last many years in COVID and has been uh, been involved with some major lawsuits and other factors, protecting our freedoms and our liberties, and has fought uh, for our health freedom and uh, and to restore our liberty in our nation. And uh, so with that, uh, Attorney Tom Rents, uh, thank you for joining us here on Viewpoint this Sunday, sir. Oh, it's my honor to be here, Malcolm. Thank you for having me. And I want to drive right now, Tom, to the Twitter files and Elon Musk and the, the legalities of this whole thing here. And, and what I want to mention is, you know, there, there was a message that uh, Senator Johnson put out, which and I want to bring it to your attention. And I talked to him about it up top of the program. He said it wasn't just Twitter that sabotaged the disclosure of Hunter Biden's corruption. It was the Democrats in Congress. It was the FBI leadership. It was members of the intelligence community. It was. It's a much larger story here, Malcolm, than just the Twitter files. Pick that up now and tell us what you what lessons we're learning from the Elon Musk findings and these uh, supposed Twitter files. Well, and I think Senator Johnson hit the nail on the head. So, if Twitter, as a private company, decides that it only wants to allow certain types of messages on its message board, arguably, that would legally be allowed. Now, at some point, Twitter has become so profound and so huge that you could argue that they're the new public square. And maybe that's true, maybe that's not. But, you know, if I have my local newsletter, so for example, I've got my Substack, Malcolm, it goes out. Guess who determines what's in there? Me, solely me. And if I don't like it, it's not there. So that's totally legal, right? You don't have, even if I accept editors and editor editorial contributions, you don't, I don't have to let them on any more than you'd have to let someone on your radio network. But, and here is what's so, so critical. First of all, there is a very legitimate question whether social media, Google, and some of these others have become public utilities. They take public funds, they do all these things. So are they truly a new public square? But secondly, and far more importantly, is the fact that the Constitution guarantees First Amendment freedoms. The government, not the private entity, a private entity can say yes, no, maybe, but the government can absolutely not, there's no question, the government cannot censor free speech, particularly political speech, particularly speech related to our uh, the governing of our nation. But that's precisely what the Democrats, the FBI, the DOJ, all these guys did. They embedded themselves in with these social media companies. I guarantee you, I, I don't have all the evidence, but I do have some evidence that's not made public yet. Uh, that these guys are doing the same thing with Google, the same thing with Facebook, the same th thing with all these big social media companies. They're using them as tools to manipulate our nation, to manipulate our politics. And that is absolutely an egregious violation of the Constitution, of our laws. And frankly, 
is well beyond anything that we've ever had to even look at as an impeachable offense. It, it is, it's beyond impeachable. It sh- it's, should be jail time, a lot of it. Think about the campaign finance laws that were violated when the Democrats uh, used for-profit companies, private for-profit companies, to manipulate the election. I mean, these guys, there are a number of elected officials who were elected and aware of this that should probably be investigated for criminal charges. And jail time is seriously a real option on some of these things. These guys have broken the law. They've flouted the law. They've destroyed our Constitution. They've destroyed the right to free speech. They have attacked us on more fronts than we can. Senator Johnson is dead right. But I want to put this out there. Rep. McCarthy said shortly after uh, the election, he said something about now that we're in charge, we can start having hearings and investigations. Malcolm, I'm beyond investigations. I've done my investigations. We have the Twitter files. We have evidence. The American people, and particularly the Republicans, we don't want investigations. We want action and prosecution. Yeah. These people belong in jail. They distri- that we have on paper that they violated our rights. Yeah. When is there going to be prosecution? Not well, you're bringing up a really big point, Tom, because what you're saying is there's never a price to pay for this. Everybody skates through it. You're a hundred million percent right. And quite frankly, Americans are livid about the point that you're making right now. Nobody is ever held accountable is your point here. And, you know, the way we're talking right now, if you think back and you rewind the tape, Tom, of the last few minutes, you know what we're really describing here? We are describing a totalitarian nation here, are we not? Absolutely, we are. This is the same thing China does, only they're just a little more open about it and have gotten farther down the road. But we're going to the same direction. We need to have Nuremberg 2.0. And McCarthy needs to understand, we're well past, Hmm. oh, we need an investigation. An investigation is nothing. Our elections are broken. Our system is broken. We want jail time. You want to represent me? You tell me how you're going to put one of these scumbags in jail. Yeah. Yeah. There's no accountability. And I like what you bring to the light of day right there. Uh, you I, I read a, a really strong message from you, Tom, to uh, Senator Johnson, actually in front of the program, uh, uh, because I just thought it was profound. And you mentioned this to me on the phone the other day and uh, right away antennas went off in my mind to say, wow, you're onto something here. And, and I'd like you to take a moment and tell listeners about it. But what you said is this. You said, As Americans, we all need to recognize the fact that our failure to exercise diligence has resulted in the loss of our country. Uh, It's not about saving our nation. Much of it has already been lost. It's about earning back the freedom we were meant to preserve. What do you mean by all that? Well, there was a very wise man that once said the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. I'm 46 years old next month. And uh, I spent the better part of my 20 plus years of adult life not paying very close attention. I was involved in politics. I was active. I would fight for a cause when it fell in my lap. Um, but but I didn't dig. I didn't make it my mission to preserve our country. And I was more active than 90% of people. Most of us have done nothing. We set aside. We sacrificed our freedoms for security with the Patriot Act. We sacrificed our freedoms for all sorts of things, for immediate financial gains, to stave off inflation or recession, 
to do this, to do that. We have traded everything that there is to trade for freedom. Well, there's a price to pay for this. I love what you say, Tom. There is indeed a price to pay for this. Some of the tricky points to talk about ahead is going to be how to, we talk about preserving the nation, but how do we get that nation back? And because people are losing their minds a little bit here, and there are in, we don't, won't get into it today, but there are even those calling for force, um, Second Amendment deal to begin to suggest that we've gone now beyond the pale here. And that gets into a little tricky conversation. It's probably a conversation for another day, Tom, but, uh, but, but it is interesting nonetheless, right? You it know? is. Yeah, to have it that is. conversation. Yeah. And again, you know, we got to have these talks at the water cooler. We've got to be able to do this as a people. Well, let me make now a, a grand announcement, a huge announcement that I am just so pleased to uh, inform all of our listeners about. And, uh, well, how does the Tom Rents show sound to everybody? And that is right. Uh, Tom will have his own broadcast and his own program right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Now, you hear Tom talk right there. As far as I'm concerned, he's one of the, I think, one of the premier orators and communicators and the way he breaks it down. But he does it with substance and he does it with knowledge and education and and understands, uh, how do you say, uh, both sides of that conversation to be able to have those difficult talks. That's not easy to do, friends. I mean, come on. You know, I try to do that every day. I, I hope I, I, I'm able to commit to that, but it's uh, it's it's tricky, especially when you're on here. We get so vibrant and so sometimes so polarizing as a nation. Our goal here at America Out Loud is a little bit different. It's to bring diversity of opinion, diversity of thought, diversity of free speech, diversity of people, uh, all these beautiful human traits back to the airwaves and to the light of day here. And that's really the beauty of, I believe, of our nation and it absolutely is the beauty of America Out Loud Talk Radio. Uh, with that said, uh, I wouldn't have guessed we would have gone this way, but as I've got to know Tom very well, and as you hear him talk right now, we're going to launch the Tom Brent Show. And here's the other drum roll, friends. You're not going to believe this, but uh, he is going to be taking my daily sl uh, slot right there at 6 p.m. Eastern time. That's the drive time on the Eastern Seaboard, but here and anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, Alexa, or our world-class media player, the Listen Live, of course, or any of the many other networks we're on, of course. So many ways to listen here. All the shows will go to podcast still. So this will all happen on Wednesday, December 21st. Uh, that's right. In the year of our Lord here, 2022. Tom takes the reins now of that. And the voice of a nation will go silent at that point on the 20th will be the last broadcast right there. Now, I have some other news. I'll get back to you in January as to what happens next to that. I'm not prepared to have that conversation now as far as I go myself. But the main thing is I want to get Tom launched in this uh, sweet spot and he'll be doing a daily broadcast Monday through Friday on America Out Loud Talk Radio. So, Tom, uh, with that said, I know we've, you know, you've got a lot of different things you're talking about and the fight to restore our nation. You're incredibly passionate about this, but you're also, I mean, you're truthful, but you're a gentleman. You know how to lay the argument out there and then let's talk about it. Uh, let me give it to you now and tell folks what to anticipate on this broadcast, sir. Well, 
Uh, the first thing I want to do is I want to thank you. It's high praise. But Malcolm, I view you as a, a true, true professional in broadcast. You know, for anybody that doesn't follow this medium, I I grew up learning from Rush Limbaugh what talk radio ought to sound like. And I view Malcolm as a professional in that in that genre. I mean, it's just really you do a great job of holding yourself to a high standard. And I hope that I can be half that at some point. Uh, what I want to do is it's my intent to really focus on on news. We'll break information. We'll break things down. But it's about hope, right? If we don't show that we're fighting, if guys like me aren't fighting, if you, we the people aren't fighting together, then people lose hope. So we have to show that we're fighting. We have to explain how. We have to share information. One of the things that I am convinced of, courts follow culture. The politics follow culture. We, the people, drive everything. We have the power. We just have to take it. All we have to do is, uh, is assert ourselves in the proper way. And we become we become leaders of our own destinies again. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and arm you guys with the tools that you need. I'll try and sh you know share with you how do you make this argument, how do you make that argument. You know, here's this information, here's that information, and we're going to put things in in I guess in terms that people can wrap their heads around. Mm. I don't need to speak Latin. Uh, I don't speak it really at all, anyways. Mm. So no legalese nonsense that nobody can understand. Uh, we want to keep it accessible and break it down. And, you know, I get thousands of inquiries, thousands of questions a week. Well, you know what? It's a good opportunity to to answer those questions. Hey, how do we fight this? How do we do that? What about, uh, you know, this guy said this, this guy said that? Well, we'll give you answers and we'll give you, hopefully, the tools that you need so that when your lunatic uncle comes over and starts <laughs> blabbering about masks or why you need to vote for Joe Biden, you can say, you know what? Uh, no. And here's why. I like that. I like that. The tools. You're going to give the tools. I, I like the way you put that. Um, well, Tim, I, I, I couldn't be more excited. I'll tell you, I, I really was looking for the right voice, the right person, the right man, the right individual uh, who could carry that forward. And I could not be more pleased. This is going to be must listen to talk radio. I am certain of it. Uh, for so many reasons, just so many reasons, countless, I uh, could not be more pleased. So welcome aboard uh, to the platform. Excited to have you here, my friend. And uh, Wednesday, December 21st, 6 p.m. Eastern time, it launches here on America Out Loud Talk Radio, the Tom Rent Show, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Tom, thank you, brother. It's a great honor, Malcolm. My friends, well, that's the news I wanted to share with you there as well. And uh, listen, I want to take a moment to wish everybody just take a moment, take a deep breath. Uh, you know, it's it is it's a it's it's a moment of our uh, the the joyous holiday season. Merry Christmas to those, and Happy Hanukkah to others, and whatever you're you're praising and wishing for, I'm wishing against the diversity and the beauty of our nation. We don't tell you how to think and how to praise and how to worship and how to do. Just please do it. <laughs> Do something in your life that brings value, I think, is the point here. But I do wish everybody, from my own standpoint, a very Merry Christmas here. We'll continue on over the month of December, of course, with the viewpoint. Uh, we'll continue to tell you that it falls on a Sunday this year. We're going to have that weekend a lot of Christmas music playing for sure that Saturday and Sunday. Christmas classics, that sort of thing on the platform. We'll tell you more about that next week, of course. Uh, but friends, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It is always a privilege to be in your company. It's time to get involved and get loud 
America.